Hey, listen, welcome to the first ever Gamies Awards show on the Hey Listen Games cast. We are so excited to celebrate 2016 in gaming. With me here, for the first time ever, live in person, all three of us are here on the show. Of course, I'm talking about myself, Jeffrey Morse. To my left here is Nathan Wagner. (laughs) (laughs) And then, of course, the abominable Rob Douglas to my right. What's up, guys? <laughs> We're both, all three of us are here in the same room. This is so this cool. This is pretty crazy. Because all three of us are here in the same room, so uh, hopefully the conversation will be a little bit uh, more fluid for you guys, because Rob usually joins us over Skype, and so we're just all here talking, we can look at each other in the eyes and just have a, a deep, passionate conversation about our favorite video games of the Communication year. is 90% body language. Ooh. Where'd you pick that up? What cereal box did you see that on? <laughs> I am the cereal that, box. Bob. I am the cereal box. That's just one box. of the many facts that Nathan just makes up on the show. Don't worry. <laughs> if we let him, he'll talk about pineapples again. <laughs> uh, so thank you so Can much. Can that be part of the best gaming memories of 2016? Best gaming memories. Ooh. Your favorite Halo and Gamescast memories. Exactly. Maybe yeah, someday exactly. someone will make a YouTube montage of us. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, but thank you so much for joining us. Um, earlier today to celebrate... Um, Rob and I were uh, streaming a Mario Maker challenge that Rob had because he lost a bet about when I would buy Pokemon <laughs> Sun. Dude, I didn't even know they made this bet. <laughs> we we, behind we made it behind his back. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about it in our... We have a long Facebook post and message that we have all uh, been we talking did, we to. Talk about we it. did talk about it, but you didn't really like... I, I didn't know you were actually tuned out. on it. I think you tuned out and we said we'd make a bet and then we actually did and I lost. <laughs> Yes. I said you would buy it before December, and you bought it after December, so... So you had to complete days. evil Mario Maker levels oh, for this challenge? Man. I don't even know if they had to necessarily be all that evil for me to fail. <laughs> <laughs> it just had to be normal Mario Maker levels? I beat, be like, the first two or three of them, um, just because they were pretty simplistic and pretty easy. Yeah, I, I almost, them up with some easy uh, ones. Was this your first time playing uh, Mario Maker? Uh... I yes, so. actually, yeah. it was. I've played a lot of the older Mario games. I've played, I've played some of the newer Mario 2D side strollers, but I haven't, um, I haven't really played any of the Mario Maker games. So this is a new one for me. Great, yeah. So you can go ahead and look us up on YouTube. Just search Halison in there. You should be able to find us. Um, but it was a so one hour, hour page. 25 minute long stream. We had 41 views. So we had a pretty good turnout. Yeah. We even played some viewer lover, or viewer, not viewer lovers. That is <laughs> yeah. the first thing. That's, uh, <laughs> the viewers did love the show though. Uh, there's oh, yeah. 41 some viewers. Usually. Some of them sent in some levels that we put in there. Um, so we're looking to build our YouTube channel a little bit more. Um, so yeah, be sure to subscribe to us for more content. We're hopefully going to do some more streams there. Um, anyways, all this to say, Rob, had to play these evil levels. It was hilarious. It was fun. <laughs> Go check out our YouTube. We can also tweet it out, which, of course, our Twitter would be at HeyListen underscore games. So there it make is. sure you're following us there. So we're going to go ahead, kick things off right away here. Our first award category goes to the best soundtrack of 2016. So, gentlemen, we have a winner, right? We, we, we've we picked a winner. We did pick we a winner. We have deliberated, discussed. Uh, I heard there was, like, fighting, punching, kicking. <laughs> I have scratch marks on the side of my face. Exactly. Yeah. I exactly. did, too, but that's not... That's from my kid. Not <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually didn't have a lot of soundtracks stick out to me this year. I mean, there's some good ones, but nothing really super noteworthy. But Rob pointed out 
that Civilization VI has an amazing soundtrack. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, Ryan? so I don't actually have the game, which is sort of like <laughs> one of those moments where you go, wait, you guys are a gaming show and you're talking about a game that you guys haven't played yet. <laughs> but uh, there's some pretty interesting stuff. You know, we obviously, as a game show, we, we try and watch vi- other people play yeah. video games. We like to stream people games. I love watching games on Twitch and stuff like that. But I was play. I was watching someone play through this, and I was like, "Wow, the soundtrack's so incredible!" And as we know, the Civilization game series has always had an incredible soundtrack. Mm-hmm. But with this one, one of the the great things is when you start out in like some of the early ages, the soundtrack is really simplistic and not. There's not a whole lot of so it like fits the mood of the game. It fits yeah, the mood of the game. It's more simplistic, and then as the game advances in technology and all that stuff. It gets better, and they add more instruments. It's more of an orchestra. It sounds more full. Yeah, and. Nathan, you actually saying that you listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, so I actually, I, I think I've seen like maybe 30 seconds of gameplay. I haven't really looked anything up about the game, but I was listening to a like video game playlist uh, one day, and I was actually at work, and the Civ Six soundtrack came on, and I was like, oh, this is really good, what is this? And I looked it up, and so I've actually been listening to the Civilization Six soundtrack, um, either while at work <laughs> or other times, and so I don't really have any context for what's going on in the actual game, so it's really cool to hear that. You know, it kind of is more simplistic when you start out, and as you progress it, that's a that's a really neat mechanic. I like that a lot. But just the music in general is really kind of sweeping and epic, and I I love soundtracks and I love um, music, mm-hmm. and so uh, I've just really been enjoying it. Just as a musical score, yeah. a musical piece, having no context of having actually really played or even looked at the game. I, I actually I've only listened to a little bit of Civ Six, but I I've loved listening to the past soundtracks, even though I haven't played. Most of those games, like Civ Four, had Baba Yeti, one of my all-time oh, favorite so songs. Great. Yeah, yes. it was amazing. Um, so, did you just look that up? No, I the name of it. No, I, I, I was tweeting out the link to our show. <laughs> well, I was concerned I wasn't paying attention because I was on my phone. Um, so, hopefully, you guys saw my tweet. And you're now joining us here live show. Welcome, hello. Um, but yeah, so our best soundtrack we're going to give to Civilization Six. I think some of our other honorable mentions. Um, I really enjoyed Firewatch's soundtrack. I had kind of the guitar. Kind of themes, very simple, fit the mood of the game very well. Uh, Doom was another good one with the, the driving heavy <laughs> the metal heavy, all the, the way through. Metal. So good. Fit, it fit the game perfectly. It fit perfectly with the And, and I think we all appreciated Uncharted 4. We almost gave it to Uncharted 4 yeah. um, for its sweeping orchestral music, and they had put some good arrangements on some yeah. classic themes. But I really then, like the remixes of, of Uncharted 4. Yeah. They kind of took the main theme, and you're like, oh, I know this, and they kind of turned it on its head yeah, upside yeah. down. And it makes you cry a little bit because you're like, oh, I know this song, but it's different. It's yes. lost, so I'm never going to hear it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, ultimately we gave Civ 6 for lots of great um, original music. So, yeah, that is our first Gamey Award we're giving out there. So, hashtag Gamies. Tweet us your impressions. Let us know what you think. Um, our next award goes for the best art design. So, this is not only talking just, you know, graphical power, but also, you know, kind of the art style the game chose and how it how it presented itself throughout the game. And uh, this one we, we had a little bit of debate on, uh, but overall... We gave it to one of my favorite games of the year, Ratchet and Clank. That is the, mm-hmm. the the new Ratchet and Clank that came out this year. It's kind of like a reboot, but also kind of based off the movie and a prequel to like the movie um, that came out this year. But it's fantastic game. It uh, we've talked about in the show before that it's basically like a Pixar movie in video game yeah. form. That's what basically that's what everyone who is trying to tell me like you need to play this game or you need to check out this game. Everyone has said this game is absolutely gorgeous. You need to check that out. Like that was the first reason they gave me is listening yeah. to check out this game. So it makes sense why we would want to give it the best art direction. Well, and it's a classic art style. It's sort of that 3D platformer style, mm-hmm. you know, type aesthetic that 
you know, we've always grown up and loved in, like, Banjo and Kazooie, yeah, Banjo and Kazooie, like, and all those type of things. We can look back at Banjo Kazooie and, like, you know, Jack and Daxter and Match and Clank and those kind of old yeah, games. Yeah, the older ones. And, like, while they're still in your mind, they look beautiful. Yeah, they don't look beautiful <laughs> like but you remember them actually, anymore. Yeah, exactly. And so taking this game and seeing it like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, the same game that I loved or used to be really fun, but now it looks like an amazing, beautiful game. They they transferred the kind of the art style that was kind of blocky and not beautiful back then to a really pretty looking game now. Yeah, and they did a lot of different worlds and stuff like that. So yeah, it's every not just like one different. area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so well, I really appreciate. They had really that. good environmental effects with rain and lava. Yeah, and, um, you know, explosions, particle effects, uh, lighting, and stuff. So um, that game just is a blast to play. It's a blast to look at. It's just like a beautiful. Like chaos because like every enemy you defeat shoots like fifty little bolts out and then like your gun is shooting multiple things out. Well, if you get to the end of the game, you unlock the rhino weapon. It's basically like a heavy machine gun that shoots like a hundred rounds per like second. <laughs> yeah. So you just hold that trigger, it's just shooting off missiles everywhere, and things are exploding and bolts are flying towards you, and you're like it all runs like beautifully at sixty frames per second. It, it just, doesn't slow down. It at doesn't all. slow down at all. It's got all these colors everywhere. Like the game is so colorful. It's got the greens, blues, everything, and man. It's just a great-looking game. It's whenever I play it, it makes me smile. Yeah, I think it's nice. I think uh, one of the really interesting, th- interesting things is that you said we did kind of have a debate about what we thought, and one of the things I really appreciate is that more and more we're seeing more of these colorful games that have different yeah. colors in it mm-hmm. and look really beautiful like and stuff like that. Like Splatoon. Yeah. Like uh, one of our ones for this year actually was Overwatch. Yeah. Um, yeah, we that was a runner-up. It's not like Call of Duty or Battlefield. Every character <laughs> yeah. is a... Soldier dressed in camo and all black, and you know, yeah, exactly. All look very different. There's a yeah. There's a lot of different kind of color palettes going around. We're getting more more games with animals as lead characters again, right? <laughs> yeah. Platoon, you had the they turned to squids. Ratchet and Clank, obviously. We had Star Fox make a comeback this year. We had Overwatch, where half the characters are animals. So. Uh, is ukulele is coming ban- down here? Yeah, ukulele. Okay, Ratchet is a Bandicoot, right? Yes. Is that a real animal? Is he? It's. I think he's like a I, I feel like it isn't. I, I feel like it it doesn't look it doesn't, it doesn't look sound like it, but maybe it is. Hit us up on Twitter. No, he's us. a Lorax. He's a Lorax. Oh, he's a Lorax. Lorax. Oh, oh okay. wait, that's a Crash, sorry. Crash is a band. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My bad. I'm getting a PlayStation. <laughs> I'm like, I don't think uh Ratchet and Crash are related, but maybe that's a hidden <laughs> no, I don't no. know. Yeah, so Bandicoot, uh, maybe that's a real Anyways, Ratchet and Clank, best art design. Fantastic game. Go check it out. It's like 10, 15 bucks now. Like it's yeah, such a good deal. Um, so and we kind of mentioned some of our runners up there already. Overwatch obviously was. I mean, Pixar, the mm. the trailers for it were like a Pixar. Yeah, movie. the animated shorts are amazing. Yeah, um, we didn't give it to that one, but I mean, we're also trying to stick to a one game per category. Yeah. You only can win one award on this show, uh, so we yeah. have Overwatch for another one. Don't worry. Yeah. And for, <laughs> spoilers, Rob. Spoilers, spoilers alert. Just Sorry. one of those Ratchet and Clank. Or excuse me, just one of those Overwatch animated shorts is better than the entire Ratchet and Clank movie. Like they're so well made, those Overwatch shorts. Ah, yeah, so good. It's good. Love them. All right, next our next award, one of my favorite ones that I I've actually discovered this this game recently is our award for the worst use of microtransactions in a console video game. Most uh, likely to take all of your money. Yeah, most Wait, likely. So this is console. We're not counting phones. Not 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 including mobile. So I can't say Super Mario Run. Like all the salty people in the app okay. store reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me that. Um, worst use of microtransactions is definitely Street Fighter V, um, which got released early this year. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. I've, I have a comment about Jaeger's comment. Uh, go ahead. Okay, okay. He says, best art dine, worst 
art design for Ratchet and Clank, worst dialogue. The dialogue is absolutely <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> it is so funny. It's written hilariously. Like, it's meant to be funny. The dialogue is great, Jaeger. I don't know what you're talking about. It, it kind of makes fun of the genre a little bit. Yes. So, and the background chatter is amazing in there, um, in that game. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. a little I think I said it, though. Worst of microtransactions, Street Fighter V. Um, I bought the game, I waited because when it came out, you got really bad reviews because there wasn't a lot of content, I waited for more content to come out, and even though more content has come out, they put in like a cinematic story mode, which doesn't really make any sense, it was really not that fun to play, but I, you know, I played through it. Um, most of the content updates that have been put out are microtransactions, and so these aren't like updates that have made the game better, they've done like balancing updates. But all the new characters, stages, costumes, everything that they've added into the game, you have to buy as a microtransaction. It's usually around 3 to $5. You can't buy them with in-game money, which I was like, oh, sweet. You know, I can pay if I don't want to wait, or I can just do that. Like, you know, a lot of games, that should be fine. And I play the game. I play all the little characters, little story missions, which is, takes like 5, 10 minutes for each one. And I was able to pretty quickly, you know, within a day or two, unlock one character. It took me about a week and a half to unlock the second character because I beat all the other story missions. And now there's no more, like, story missions or anything for me to beat. And the only way to level up is to just randomly play the game and get a few hundred fight points there in here. But you need 100,000 to uh, unlock a new character that they've added. And you obviously can buy them for $5 or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it was really disappointing. Like, each character only ships with... Um, one, no, each, yeah, each character has one uh, costume, then they get one alternate color. <laughs> I think of like Smash Bros or something, which has, you know, all these characters with eight different, uh, eight different colors and skins and stuff like that. It was just really disappointing for me to see that all these things were in the game and I could view them, but it would not let me play them unless I paid them. Real yeah. money or grinded an unreal amount of time. I feel like that. I feel like the thing about this too is I feel, uh, Street Fighter Five launched in February, right? Yeah, it's really. And the, the the game feels like, especially when it came out, everyone was like, "This game feels like it launched early." Like there wasn't a lot of content. There wasn't even like a ton of characters. Like Guile was mm. a DLC character. Right? Yeah. So I finally I finally bought so, Guile. Yeah. Like there's other fighting games that have DLC that you have to pay for, which is fine. But I think the biggest one of the biggest sins is the fact the that didn't have there the wasn't problems. a huge character roster to begin with in the first place. Don't quote me, but I want to say there's 15 or 16 characters. Yeah. I recently got Street Fight Ultimate Street Fighter Four my 3ds. There's like 30 something characters in that game. <laughs> like I, I don't know why the character list was so small. I mean I know they're playing it adding more. They already announced they're adding five new ones to the game over the next year. Yeah. And Blanca, like, one of my favorite characters from Street Fighter 2 is still not in there. So, like, I'm glad they're adding new characters. At the same time, I'm like, where are the standbys? The, you know, E-Honda and Blanca are still not in the game. So, I don't know, just some interesting decisions. I I really loved Overwatch's holiday event this year. And also, I play a little bit of Destiny's. And then I went to go play Street Fighter V's. And it's like, great, we have all these new costumes and a new Christmas level. And they were putting a new character. And you can pay $20, $25 to unlock all of it. I'm like... <laughs> Well, I will not be playing Street Fighter And you 5. bought the game for like, what, for like 10, 15 bucks I got the game like for that. like 15 bucks. Yeah, yeah you're not going to pay more for the <laughs> DLC than you are for the game yeah, itself. So, yeah. um, feels kind of like a cash grab. It's kind of sad. But overall, you know, the game's mechanics are really solid. It's a fun game. It's just kind of disappointing how much 
of an influence that microtransactions have. But yeah, that is sad because I feel like we've been getting better and better with how microtransactions yeah, for the last better. year, the last couple yeah. years has been getting better for the overall for the most part. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well. I think that's all we have to say about Street Fighter. <laughs> Our next game, though, we will not spend a lot of time because we have talked about it on the show before. We've beaten this one to death. <laughs> you guys can probably guess our award for the biggest flop of the year would be No Man's Sky. Amen. <laughs> We're talking about 2016 uh, there No are, Man's Sky. There are many Sonic games that would fall under this category if we <laughs> expanded this to New Year's, but for 2016, No Man's Sky. Yeah, I think just the hype was, whether it was a great game or not, it would have been impossible to meet the expectations. But it's not a great game. And it's not a great game. It's an okay game that's getting better with the DLC and stuff like that. But it just has interesting design choices. Like, the whole game is about walking around and exploring, but if you don't have an interesting world to walk around and explore, it's kind of like, what's the point? Why am I going across this planet looking for all these things if when I get there, there's one alien creature who kind of talks to me but doesn't really have anything to say or change or my experience. The, I, okay, so I kind of like the color direction. Yeah, the colors for, are great. The colors are great, except for the fact that like you could go to ten worlds and the colors are all the same, and then you go to one world and the color is different or something like that. Yeah. So, but it's well, kind of pretty, but there's not a lot to do. Uh, With the DLC, it is kind of coming back yeah. up, but it sort of dropped itself into the deepest, darkest hole of, you know, pitch and actual production <laughs> and what it is and now they're fighting and clawing their way back uphill versus every single gamer and reviewer yeah. in, the, I heard... in the world and that's that's almost an impossible battle and i don't think unless they really bust out some incredible dlc this will continue to be one of our biggest flops of yeah the just gaming well, it'll, in it'll like it'll be remembered as one of those games like uh mm-hmm. what would be a big flop i can't even think of one right like, now uh, what was the one where Sonic turned into a werewolf? Sonic Unleashed. Or... Sonic Unleashed. Or Sonic 06. <laughs> Every or... Sonic game released in the last 10 years, except yeah. for like... Some of the Peter Molyneux games where he overpromised <laughs> yeah. everything. Oh, uh, yeah, he, he, he did overpromise a lot. That's true. <laughs> but um, each I, heard, I heard this really interesting question someone asked, asked actually, actually recently. Um, is Actually... Do, actually, <laughs> sorry, actually do you actually. think Hello Games will ever release another game, or will they have to, like kind of break up and become a new studio because people are uh, so burned. That's a good question. I feel like they're great. I, well, they're not going to make any more money off No Man's Sky unless they, no. they finally put it to a price tag like $15, $20 where it should have launched at. I think they're a great company. Because obviously... They're they, not a great but company. No, no. Like, will like, people as a company, they be able to trust them because they no. were so disappointed? Oh, no, absolutely they And they went dark for like three months after the game came out and they said like, well, we're not going to say anything even though the game's broken. You have so many questions. <laughs> we'll just... Work on it. Uh, trust us. Like, yeah, yeah. I think there's just a lot going, a lot of factors on the the development side. You know, their office was flooded. They had so many dr- production problems. There was a license issue with the name and everything. And so there was a lot of things fighting against them to begin with. So they already were already kind of in this hole to begin with. And then when they released it, it didn't go over very well. But I think as a gaming company, the game looks pretty good. It plays. Fairly well. Yeah. I mean, mean, obviously there's no content in it, but I think it's a good... We can appreciate what a six-man... We can appreciate what, like, what is this? Six-man team accomplished and did? Like, that's Well, and their vision for, like, using what they're kind of their generator or whatever like that. Like, it's crazy match. It was was marketed as a giant first-party AAA game, and it definitely was not. I think that shot them in the Sony kind of... I think that was the problem. I think because it was an indie company releasing more of an indie game that got advertised as a triple A. 
Yeah. And I think yeah. uh, overall, I I mean, we, could, we could talk about this forever, but biggest flop. Yeah. For sure. I think, I think we'll look back this year and remember that as the year Lominsky came out and disappointed everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on. We are going to talk about our best indie game, which is not No Man's Sky. <laughs> it is uh, going to go to a game that came out earlier this year um, that we really enjoyed, and that would be Firewatch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think most most people have heard about Firewatch. It it got a little bit of publication before it came out. I kind of bought it on on uh, the launch week, kind of on a whim. Yeah. I wasn't really necessarily planning yeah. on it, but it looked like a really cool experience. It's some people say it's like basically just a interactive walkathon. Like <laughs> you walk around and you interact with things, which I guess is technically true. But it's really just about experiencing the story. They hired two of the most amazing like voice actors, yeah, um, who are like on TV and stuff to play the two main characters. And it's really about the relationship with you as your character and the relationship that you have over a walkie-talkie. With another woman who works as a firewatch in the same forest, who you never get to meet during the game, but you feel like you get to know her so well just because the dialogue is so genuinely written, and mm-hmm. it's got its funny moments, it's got its sad moments, it's got some kind of scary, intense type moments, and I really enjoyed the game from the very first time I turned it on. It had me interested because you play almost kind of like a choose your own text adventure to like start the game. And it's like kind of like your backstory of how you met. Yeah, your that wife, was really. I which really I actually that that was really interesting because it set up a really interesting narrative of as why the your character was out in the woods and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It dealt with like really actual real like personal issues that mm-hmm. have, have affected people, and they didn't back away from that, which I thought was really cool. You start off like, oh, you're in love, and you meet this girl, and everything's funny, and fine, and then it just slowly gets worse and worse and worse till you're in like this impossible situation where you yeah. just have to escape and go out into the woods. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that, that's a good point, Nathan. I didn't realize it set that up that way. I haven't played oh, Firewatch, yeah. but I've watched a little bit of gameplay, but more later in the game. Yeah, and yeah. it's beautiful. The voice acting is incredible, and I mean, there's just so many categories in here that we could even for me not playing it, I could say it would yeah. be a great indie game. Yeah, and the art art style is beautiful too. We we almost gave it best art design award earlier in the show. Just mm-hmm. all the different colors. Like it feels like this. You know, I think if you're it's supposedly a, a made. You're in a made up place, but it's like a state park in Wisconsin, and like you feel like you know it's that in, place uh, and Wyoming, you've been there. Or is it Wyoming? Yeah, Wyoming. Yeah. Uh, one of those W states. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm from Montana. <laughs> don't don't just have, don't lump everything together. Yeah, yeah. So um, if if you're scared, cause you never really played a game where you walk around and have a story like that. You know, don't don't let that scare you. It's really. An awesome, awesome story, an interactive story. And yeah, and it's, it's short. It's only like, what, four or five hours or something yeah, like that? Yeah, and that like, was good I, I really appreciate... I pl- actually played through that game, you the did entire one day, game right? in one day. I started <laughs> playing it, and I was like, I can't stop. Like, I played through it in one sitting. And uh, so it, it really hooked me. It was really interesting. Yeah, they, they do a good job of, of pulling you into the story. Um, overall, that the ending was kind of interesting. It didn't quite go the way I, I went, which is a good and a bad thing, but... I think it's overall a really good experience and one that I would definitely recommend to anyone who likes stories in general, whether yeah. whether it's by video game, book, movie, like this is a story anyone can enjoy, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, definitely check that one out. And there was obviously a lot of other indie games we could have talked about. We won't mention 
really a lot of the runner-ups because, I mean, there are so many indie games there, out there. A, there was a lot of great ones. Have you, Rob, how many Rob you've Bungles played a lot of indie I've games. I've played a year. lot of indie games this I've year. I've played a so few. Like, I haven't, like, I, I mean, I, Deadly Tower of Monsters was really good. Was um, yeah. I mean, oh, there's so many great I ones. Played, I played, I liked The Witness, but I just felt like I was too stupid for that game. <laughs> <laughs> like, the art direction is really pretty, and some of the puzzles are really cool, but I just wasn't smart enough to or like Stardew Valley further. Stardew Valley is technically an indie yeah that Stardew really Valley one. I just picked um, that up that game is really fun so, so I mean there's a lot of great indie games that came out this year it was a very good indie game well the AAA side of things wasn't necessarily as strong the indie game world was thriving this year well, yeah. yeah and going to the Nindies at night event up here in uh, Seattle this year was awesome being able to play Severed and the the Mighty Striker Gunvolt, I think is what it was called. Um, Fast Racing Neil got some DLC. Like that's another great uh, Nintendo indie game. And the was it Jotun Valhalla? Jotun Val, yeah, Valhalla. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, 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 that game, like the game that game was a, Yeah, another great, great indie Looks game. Well, great, more, yeah. it's really cool because more and more people are creating games and have the opportunity and stuff like that. It's um, so much easier now. Yeah. yeah, it's so much easier, easier, especially with Steam and and early access and all those different programs that are designed to allow um, more people to design games. So there's just a lot more opportunities for good games and cool ideas that people have. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Rivals of Aether, which is a cool indie game that was released um, earlier this oh, year. Yeah. And it's all, pretty much like if you're a Smash Bros. fan, you'll love this game. It's basically like a 2D mm-hmm. pixel version of Smash Bros. using create or original animal uh, creators or original <laughs> animal characters. <laughs> um, but it plays just like Smash. You know, you got your like side B attacks, smash attacks. You're trying to knock people off the stage. Mm-hmm. You have percentage damage. Um, it's on early access on Steam right now. I think it's on on Xbox One. It's coming to Xbox One, or it may have launched on Xbox One. I'm not sure yet. Uh, but definitely check that game out if you like Smash Bros. or fighting games in general. Um, that's that's another um, awesome game that's come out this year. I I'm ex- I hope it comes to PS4 eventually. Um, I know it's got an exclusivity deal with Microsoft, but um, I don't have any way to play that right now because they don't have Steam or Xbox One. But check it out if you're on those platforms. Um, all right, moving on. Our next award our next uh gamey is going to go to the best multiplayer game of the year um the witcher 3 blood and wine is that is that it is that multiplayer no <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not a witcher person i'm not sure um, <laughs> we could have just totally when you think yeah, of, just played that one you think of multiplayer this year everyone thinks of one game yeah. right yeah, it's, there's, there's only one game. it's overwatch yeah, Overwatch is the best multiplayer game this year. This was a game that I don't think Nathan or I were either planning on picking up this year. I heard just brief snippets about it. You know, I'm not really hooked in the Blizzard community. Yeah, it's a it's a, people who like Blizzard games knew a lot about it and were really excited. about yeah, it. Yeah, but mm-hmm. for us us common folk, um, <laughs> we we haven't. I, I didn't necessarily hear a ton about this game. I saw like a short advertisement in the movie theater like a couple weeks before it came out, and I was yeah. like. Those characters look really cool design. I thought that was like a movie. Yeah. Like, that's how well they looked, or how awesome they looked. And then they had a beta uh, a couple weeks before the game launch where I tried it out, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this game is really addicting. And all the characters are, like, super different and have different abilities, and it's really easy to just pick up and play a new character. Like, each character has a primary fire, a secondary fire, and, like, an ultimate ability, pretty much. So each character is really easy to learn. Um, and the characters are just amazing. Like each character is so well designed, they could like have a spinoff game for almost every character, 
and it would be, you know, a game that would be really cool and interesting. So, um, I, it was a game that totally took over my friend list this year. Being a big Destiny player on PS4, I, most of my people on my friend list were always playing Destiny. I always had people to play with. But when Overwatch came out, like, that was the first time I've seen, like, people stop playing Destiny and other games they're normally playing. And almost all my friends picked up Overwatch. I think I looked yeah. at my friend list, because on PS4 you can see, you know, what your friends, how many friends have played a game. And out of, like, my friend list of, like, about 50 people, 30-something of my friends have played Overwatch. <laughs> I think it was 32. So, like, it's just a game that so many of my friends have picked up, and it's just a game that's great to jump in and play multiplayer. Um, and it's a multiplayer-only game. Yeah. And it pulled it off as, like, being one of the best games this year with just that multiplayer experience. That's how good the experience is. Yeah, the it's so well-balanced, and Blizzard does such a good job with updates and kind of nourishing in their community and keeping people hooked and stuff like that and the different seasonal events that we've talked to. We've talked a lot about this game. And it's just, the I've seen so many articles and heard so many people say, like, you know, I've I've never really been into multiplayer gaming, or especially multiplayer shooters, because, you know, I'm not a great shooter. Yeah. And it gives people, those people who aren't, oh, yeah. you know, great shooters or anything like that an opportunity to play and enjoy a game that they could have never played before, because they can play as a healer, or they can play as a tank, or they can play as Symmetra, or whatever. That... Walk around as Reinhardt and hold up a shield. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, and also, you know... I and they're, they, they feel like they're contributing, and yeah. they're helping out their team. They don't just feel mm-hmm. like they're messing up and, like, making their team lose. So. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a great environment for that, because, you know, if you're doing that, it's not like in Call of Duty, where all six players have the exact same objective, with the same exact, like... Weapons and the same mm-hmm. everything, you know. There's one person who's clearly better or worse than everyone else. Like everyone is their own person and finds their own role, and you can switch yeah. characters at any point. Yeah. It's like, oh, like Diva isn't really working right now. I'm going to switch to Lucio and give some more heals instead. Yeah, well, and, and they also, I mean, they keep adding new content to it as well. Oh, yeah. like, you know, new characters, new DLC, and adding new ways. And it's to free. Even, and it's all free. And you know, um, Street Fighter Five. <clears throat> Shame on you. Shame on you. But, you know, it's all free. It's all great content. It's not like, you know, you just threw out and you're like, oh, cool, you got a hat for <laughs> one character. Too. <laughs> so now you can have a hat in two different colors. I mean, you know, it's actual content yeah. that's really great and worth it. The loot boxes are there, but they have events that add new modes, and they put new characters, you know, new Seasonal maps. events they've been doing. Yeah. Um, we're, we're on their third one right now, which is the Christmas event. Which you can have a snowball fight with the <laughs> the ice character and oh yeah, it's so great. Well, and it's already huge in the esport industry. Oh yeah, so which yeah. already tells you that it's a really great multiplayer mm-hmm. competitive game, and it's getting bigger. Like they're actually starting to make giant tournaments out of Overwatch. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. great. Yeah, I I think the whole because I I'm not a great shooter. I'm if I play a game a lot and play multiplayer a lot, I can be like semi-competent slash mm-hmm. like not hurt my team mm-hmm. but like i feel like i actually do really well and like the end of the like the at the game end screen it just compliments like whoever did this and this and you can vote for who you like it doesn't show like oh i had a point three kd <laughs> ratio or something like that yeah. to everyone and stuff like that so it really encourages um players um of all different talents and abilities and play styles. That's what's so beautiful. It's just like yeah. Splatoon from, you know, the year before where we got a colorful shooter. Anyone of any age can jump in. It's easy to kind of jump into, but difficult, you know, to kind of master. Yeah. And you can play as a team and find your role and uh, play mm-hmm. in a way that you can feel you're contributing yeah. no matter yeah. your skill level. So yeah. it's great. 
Cool. Were there any other multiplayer games you guys... Um, Battlefield 1 would probably be the other really big multiplayer game of the year that would be... You know, because, I mean, we had, like, our Titanfall 2, which sort of was a little bit of a flop. Um, obviously, there are some of the other ones, like, you could say, you know, Pokemon, I guess, would be a multiplayer, like, Pokemon Go or something like that. I feel like if Nathan <laughs> and I were you could still that roommates, that would be the best multiplayer game. You could, yeah, say, you could say games like that would be multiplayer. Uncharted 4 had a, some multiplayer in it, and they added well, like, a, a survival yeah. mode recently. Like, yeah, yeah we, just like, came, we need to play that. We just came out, like, play that last week, here. I think. Yeah, so... Yeah. There's a big um, update that came in. So, I mean, there's been some there's been some pretty good multiplayer games, and obviously there's always, like, your fighters and everything, like Street Fighter. Gears of War. Oh, Gears I, of War. I do want to throw out Pokémon Tournament. Po- Pokémon Tournament, yeah. Pokémon was a, was a great uh, multiplayer game this year. I love fighting games. It was, like, one of those games that was pretty easy to pick up and feel like you're being, like, really powerful mm-hmm. and you're doing combos and cool moves right away in the game. Which is awesome. Like my wife, like destroyed me the first time we played it. Like yeah. she was so excited because you it's, know most it's fighting not games. It's technical. So it's a lot of fighting games. Yeah, really yeah. It, it definitely does have those technical parts, sure, and it can it be competitive. But you could give two people who've never played a fighting game controllers, and it would look awesome and feel really good for them to play it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so that, that was that was another really fun multiplayer. And I actually got into got into the uh, ranked online battles pretty heavy uh, this summer and I, I played a lot of it and it was hmm. it was a lot of fun very very rage inducing when you you yeah. lost to a Fennekin for the fifth time in a row <laughs> uh, but uh, a lot of fun that was another good one nice. but you know overall as far as multiplayers this year Overwatch was above and beyond yeah. by yeah. far you know leaps and bounds above every other game and Overwatch is going to be a game that we'll still be playing next year yeah absolutely it'll be a game, it'll, it'll be a game that's, that's, I, I feel like it'll be played for a while um Great. <laughs> All right, our next category. Um, after best multiplayer, we're going with the best story, um, which obviously doesn't necessarily have to be a single player game, but typically, you know, is more of those single player oriented games. And our best story in a video game this year um, has to be Uncharted 4. Absolutely. Um, I think that is the one that we all definitely agree on being all big Nathan Drake fans, whether we're new fans or older fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it just tied up Nathan Drake's story so beautifully. Um, do, or do we? Do you want to give a spoiler? Spoiler? Free? I would say no. Uh, I mean, no, we're still. No, we've already done no, a spoiler. No big spoilers or anything. We've like already that. done okay. a spoiler cast. If you want to That's hear that, cool. go on to our iTunes and check it out. Um, you could also probably listen to it on Spreaker, uh, Progress Bar Radio. Uh, go on to there, and you can listen to uh, Jeff and I break down all of our impressions of the Uncharted yeah. Four ending, and everything along there, and story, and all that. I need to go listen to <laughs> that now. Now that I've beaten now that you've actually yeah. beaten it, you can go listen to it. Um, but absolutely incredible story. It was really worthwhile to play through, and it really wrapped up the four game series. In yeah. a way that I love. It did a great job with the characters, like interest, introducing um, Sam as a new character, mm. and also really still. It felt like he'd been a part of the universe. Yeah, exactly. It felt like he'd been there. Awkward. Yeah, at all, and then still kind of having a good wrap up with the old characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And the story was interesting as always. I didn't particularly love the villain, but I don't know. I don't. I don't think the villains have been super strong in any of the Uncharted games. In my I think opinion. as far as the villain, the the main villain was not nearly as great as the side villain. Yeah, uh, yeah. Nadine. Yeah, Nadine who, was, great. was who was also I'm going to be featured in the game yeah. coming out here. Legacy, Lost Legacy, Lost Legacy the, the with uh, Chloe Fraser mm-hmm. from uh, Uncharted Two and Three. I'm, I'm sad. So, sad there wasn't Chloe in the main game, but I guess great in DLC, so it's okay. 
Yeah. yeah, so I think, yeah, I feel like Nadine was a better villain than the main guy, but still. What was his name? I don't even remember. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was right. But I still feel like it was absolutely the story, particularly just, I think the biggest, best part about the story was really the, the relational dynamic between Nathan Drake, Elena, Sam, and Sully. Like, kind yeah. of just like the, we're all, we've been doing this for a while, now we have this new factor of Sam. And, you know, the brother reunion, mm-hmm. the history there, getting him introduced in the family. Going to all the different locations as, just, as usual, Uncharted style, playing different pretty continents and countries. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And then my favorite part was seeing the renewed relationship between Nathan Drake and Elena, or Elena, Elena. Um, and seeing just kind of how their relationship has grown over the, the last uh, couple games and where mm-hmm. they're at now, and how <laughs> they, they're personalities while they're very different they found finding ways to compromise their relationship or their personal interests for each other yeah uh, just finding finding that balance between them added a whole new element to the yeah, story yeah it was really was cool and they i really really liked the kind of the intro to the story and stuff like that it was really Jaeger kind of in the chat is making Rob laugh right now. He's uh, <laughs> complaining that Overwatch is just a reskin of Team Fortress 2, and he's already played uh, Team Fortress 2 enough, so he doesn't need to play Overwatch. Um, well, <laughs> maybe the evolution of Team Fortress. That, maybe that, the evolution. That's what I, what I thought as well when yeah. I first saw Overwatch. I'm like, oh, it's just like Team Fortress 2, but different. But then I totally got hooked in a way that Team Fortress 2 never got me. So um, I, I, I think you should give Overwatch another check. Chance Jaeger. If you pick up a PS4, we will play with you. Yeah. So, yep. uh, it's a great game to jump in and play. That was one thing that I did like at Over Splatoon. It's not because the game's better, but because since I have it on PS4, I can quickly jump and invite and play with my friends and chat with them. I cannot do that in Splatoon yep. because yep. of Nintendo's online system. Yep. Um, hopefully the Switch improves that for the next Splatoon game. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully. But, anyway, it's getting sidetracked here. Moving on, that was our best story um, we're going to move on to our biggest surprise game of the year, um, which is the game that kind of uh, surprised us this year, came out, we didn't really know a lot about, and just ended up being a really awesome game. And that game would be Stardew Valley. Yeah. So, Nathan, you just purchased Stardew Valley I did. Um, I purchased week. it last week. It just released on PS4. Um, I, it came out on PC, I think, in March. Uh, yeah. And it, I've been... I've been. I don't play on PC at all, but so I've kind of been waiting for it to come to consoles. It came to consoles, I believe, December thirteenth. It was either December fourteenth, sometime last yeah, week. Yeah, it was sometime last week. Um, came out. This is. Um, it's kind of like the guy who created it. Obviously, really loved like the Harvest Moon series and stuff I like that. It. Yeah. And so it's kind of a great kind of. There's those games kind of split the uh, developer who used to make Harvest Moon has been making uh, Story of Seasons, I believe. Oh, okay. Now. Mm-hmm. Um. Which I haven't played any of the Story of Seasons games, but um, this game really feels kind of like a spiritual successor almost to Harvest Moon and stuff like that. Uh, The farming is really great, and then there's all these, like, relationship... I haven't really gotten into the... I've only played it about four or five hours, so I haven't really gotten into, like, the relationship. Apparently um, it's a big part of it, But it's a big part of it, I think. Like, you can give gifts, and you can even get married, I think, and you have kids eventually eventually, and stuff like that. Um, I haven't done that yet, but I've just kind of been (laughs) focusing on, like... Building my we got married yet in four hours? Come on. Come on, buddy. Shotgun wedding. (laughs) Get it going. Yeah. Um, But it's... I really, really like it. I love the art style. It's 16-bit. Yeah. And it's really pretty. I I was watching you stream it. It reminded me of, like, kind of the old, like, Game Boy Advance, like, Pokemon games or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the big fads right now, on you know, particularly, like, on Steam is the RPG maker type. You make your own Mm. 
like top down 16 bit type pixel art style pixel it's art yeah, mm-hmm. games and so it's it's right aligned in line with those type of games, only it's a little bit higher quality than most of them. Higher quality, the music is actually really good. Yeah, um, there's some different um, cool sound, um, uh, different themes and stuff like that that play depending on where you're at. And so, yeah, it's really fun. It kind of like I hadn't heard at all at all about it until it came out on PC, and then people kind of started talking about it, and I yeah, saw I it, and it. I was like, oh, this looks really interesting. And then I picked it up last week and have been really enjoying it. Um, Professor Brad, uh, who's friend of the show, friend yeah, of, friend of the show, show, he's he highly recommended it to me earlier this year when it first came out on PC. I still haven't picked it up, but I am I always I've been kind of keeping an eye on the sales and sort of <laughs> yeah, I picked sort it up. of I had a perusing card, the so. Steam sales <laughs> and looking for it to come out. So I I'm going to pick it up here probably. I'm experiencing that game vicariously through Nathan's stream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, was, so, it was fun watching. I'm the impressed that you uh, enjoyed the stream because yeah. uh, you usually don't like games like. Farming Sims or any, anything. Yeah, like that. it's. I, it's I can enjoy what there are, but yeah. I, I don't necessarily own them. But yeah. I, I can definitely appreciate and understand why this game is a cool game. I think it's great to see games like this in the industry, and I ho- I think it's it'd be cool if we get more games like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, hope there's going to be a. There was supposed to be a Wii U port, and it ended really? up getting uh, moved to Switch. So oh, cool. that'd be yeah. cool. You that'd can be play great it mobile. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I'd love to play that game on Switch because it's perfect for mobile. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome, very cool. All right, well, we have two more awards left to give here in our first ever Hey Listen Gamies. Um, let us know on Twitter at Hey Listen underscore games. What do you think of our choices so far? We'd love to have a little debate with you guys there. Uh, it was fun talking with each other beforehand, uh, trying to figure out what these were, and we'd love to probably <laughs> tune in our personal accounts too. Yeah. <laughs> give, give, our, uh, give our opinions as well. But uh, um, before we give our game of the year, we are going to be talking about our most influential game of the year. So we really kind of tossed a couple different games out there, but we decided. Do you want to explain the the category a little bit yeah, first here? Because this is kind of an important one for that. For most influential, we really thought about what is the game that we are going to think of when we think of the year 2016. What game? Had the biggest impact and everyone knew about, and it was just this game that was so big that even seventy-year-old grandmas at church <laughs> are still yep. playing it. You probably know what I'm talking about. Of course, it's going to be Pokemon Go. Absolutely. So, um, Pokemon Go came out this summer. Um, I think a lot of us realized, oh man, this is going to be so awesome to be Pokemon in the real life, and we thought it would be amazing and really popular with our circle of friends or our age group. Well, then, like kind of the video game nerds of us. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, Once you exactly. played Pokemon growing up. There's millions of Pokemon fans. Like, we're all going to play it. But it was not just the the thousands and millions of Pokemon fans. It was everyone you could possibly imagine. You would drive down the street. If you drove or rode a bike this summer, you will have noticed. It's impossible to miss. The hundreds of dozens of Pokemon players walking the sidewalks, mm-hmm. going into stores to get Pokestops, congregating in parks where there's four lures activated. You could go to a real-life location and play a Pokemon game and activate a lure in the game that would cause 30, 40 people to flock to your real-life location. That's how insane and how many people are playing this game. It's yeah. insane. <laughs> it's, it's so crazy to think. You know, um, I work with, you know, with people who don't play video games, don't enjoy video games, would never pick up video games, would yeah. never even buy this game on their phone or, you know, buy, or, you know, it was free, but, you know, never get it on their phone. Yeah. And they were talking about it. 
Like these guys who are all in their 50s and 60s, they're sitting in our, our, our staff meeting one day, and they're talking <laughs> about this Pokemon Go game, and I'm sitting there going, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, another reason why it's, like, such an influential game that, you know, was so impactful this year is both for the, it got a lot of good and bad press as well. Like, you know, there was all these stories that people, you know, getting in accidents or getting mugged or yeah. running out in the middle of the string and run over by a car because they wanted to catch a Charizard. And, or like police showing up at a park at 3 a.m. and here's like 30 people standing, <laughs> around, standing around in a circle around. and you're like, what cult is this? And oh no, they're all playing <laughs> they're just Pokemon all, Go. We're not doing drugs, officer. We're just yeah. tra- or trying to catch a Pikachu. Um, yeah, and just, you know, look up a video on YouTube of, like, New York Central Park or, um, you know, downtown, like, Tokyo City in Japan. And you can see videos of literally hundreds of people all in a one giant angry mob flooding, going, not caring what's in their way just to catch a rare Pokemon that I was shouted out. I was a part, there was a, about three weeks this summer where I was a part of that mob. We, there was this park um, near where uh, I live where we would go to two or three times a week. And there was at least, like, 200 to 300 people there every night catching Pokemon. And all of a sudden, there'd be, like, there's a, there's a Gyarados or there's a Charizard or whatever <laughs> it is. And shout, everyone starts right. running. Yeah, someone just shouts and everyone starts running. Of course, there's a couple trolls who are like, oh, my gosh. And everyone, like, <laughs> runs over there and, like, oh, there's nothing. <laughs> it's Anita. But for the most part, it was really cool great way to kind of interact with other people yeah. and stuff That's like that. I was, get I was talking to my wife earlier. I was one of those trolls. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it was kind of like a cool summer date for me and my wife. Like, it got us out. We had just moved to, like, a new city. So it got us out and exploring kind of the city around us. And we got to go on walk and get some exercise and, you know, get out of the house a little bit. So mm-hmm. it was a great excuse for people to, you know, get outside and explore and interact with other people and, like, you know, people usually play in groups. So, you know, get all their friends together. You all, you all go on a walk or go somewhere. And so it was kind of a really cool social experience, too. And you could talk with other people and, you know, brag about, you know, a rare Pokemon that you found and stuff. And it's just crazy how, how big that game got. And like, it's the most successful video game of all time. <laughs> just with the amount of downloads yeah, and how the quickly number of downloads it downloads is incredible. It's hilarious. There's this lady. Uh, I work at a church. And there's this lady. She's like probably 50 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she still comes up to me every week and starts talking to me about Pokemon Go. She's like, oh, I caught a... I'm a, like a level 33. And I'm like... 33? Yeah, she's literally like a level 33. She's like has oh so... And I'm like, oh, I'm only level 18. She's like... I was like, so have you played any of the other Pokemon games? She's like, yeah, my son has played some Pokemon, but I never really have, but... I just really yeah. like this game, and I can kind of just play it on my own time and, and you, stuff. You know what they say, a uh, rising waters uh, raises all ships, is that, is that the quote? Um, that this game is so popular and got so many downloads, it surged Pokemon X and Y sales in the summer, and then obviously Sun and Moon came out this year, and those are the most successful Nintendo uh, selling uh, video games, games of, all of all time for like the first you know month or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, and yeah. So those are on pace to you know, break all these crazy records, and so... Um, and it's, it's all because of this silly mobile game that just came out in the middle. It's of not like, even honestly. There's games have done apps have done this before. And other it, things, yeah, right. Exactly. It's not an amazing game from any standpoint. It's not a ten out of ten game. It's just the fact that it's Pokemon and it's all these creatures you remember from when you were a kid. And it's a social experience, and everyone's playing it. So go out and have fun go with your friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, so crazy, crazy, really cool. Hopefully, the developer is able to update it, put new Pokemon and do some cool stuff within the future. It died off a little bit. Obviously, you know, it's not quite as crazy as, you know, this summer, obviously. But people people still playing it. Yeah. Um, have fun with it. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, the time has come. 
to reveal our game of the year, best game in 2016, is... Is it a match three puzzle game? It is not a match three puzzle <laughs> game. We tried oh, to think, we match tried... three puzzle games got robbed this year. <laughs> we tried to think of what Barbie games came out this year, but we, we were struggling with that one. <laughs> Well, wasn't there like a new one that was all about like stealth and like assassinations or something uh, like no, that? That wasn't actually. Assassin's Creed. I don't want to. I don't want to be one of those fake news articles that are popping up all over Facebook. Yeah, Barbie's Creed. Right. Well, <laughs> our game of the year is going to be Overwatch. So this is the game that, to us, defines the year 2016. We have entered a time period, gentlemen. We're in multiplayer online-only video game. Is the best game of the year. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I think it's absolutely incredible what Blizzard has done with this game, and just—I mean, we already—we already talked a lot about it. Um, so obviously, you know, we mentioned it a little bit earlier, and we already talked a little bit, you know, like kind of it, and we talked all about it almost all, yeah. almost every episode, every show. But it really does define the year because it absolutely came out of nowhere. It's a new IP, it's new IP, all new characters, all new. You know, everything. You you can complain and whine that it's, oh, it's like Team Fortress 2. It's like other games have done these things <laughs> yeah. before. It's just another online team shooter. Um, but all these new characters came out, and it became so popular, so big. The Blizzard's put those amazing animated shorts. The community has mm-hmm. just embraced the lore behind the game. Like, there's hardly any lore, like, in the game. Like, there's not really a story. There's a little opening cutscene, but, that, that's, but that's it. That's yeah. it. You know, the rest is up for you to, you know, go read about the characters, watch the shorts... Talk with your friends. People kind of have your, come up with their own lore, yeah, like based on what is there and but stuff like, like that. You look back at like Team Fortress Two. Obviously, was a huge thing back in the day, and there were tons of memes and popular like T-shirts and all this stuff and graphic yeah. comics and all this stuff about it. Overwatch did that exact same thing. There are videos about it. There are fan art. There's uh, fan fic stories. But did it there's better like, than Team Fortress Two? Because <laughs> it, it exploded a lot faster. Well, yeah, and there's well, there's, the there's more content. Kind of there's, the, yeah, there's. Yeah. What Team Fortress Two has what six to eight characters? Uh, Overwatch launched, I believe, with twenty two. Twenty one, I think it was. Twenty one characters. And they've now. added two since then, and yeah. there's more. And, you know, on the and way. Team Fortress kind of built its market. It had to build into it, and it mm. was really. It took it a little bit of time to get up to a point where it's a super popular game. And I mean, I love Team Fortress Two. It's a great game to play. Yeah. But Overwatch exploded practically overnight and came out of nowhere. And I mean, it just. The amount of- it blew them. I mean, it like kind of broke the stock market practically. I mean, yeah. it just like came out, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what is this? Let's play it." The the amount of people and things I've seen in real life that have been Overwatch themed, like people who watch T shirts mm-hmm. or hats. Like I was driving down the freeway <laughs> in the middle of nowhere in Oregon, and there was this big like van, looked like a soccer mom van that had like all the little uh, characters, like Avatar. Uh, all the little character like avatar uh, logos on the back window. I'm like, oh, there's Hanzo, there's Lucio, there's Bastion. Like that, that the icons are everywhere, and, they, and that's because I think that the characters are so great, and you know, people fall in love with their mains, and they're just awesome. And the characters. Some people fall in love with them a little too much. <laughs> We're not going to get into that. Um, but yeah, it's it's really really cool. Yeah, it's a such a fun game, and just. The, I really like just the fact of how it's kept people playing, whether it's through seasonal events mm-hmm. or just through competitive play or just that hook of how fun it is to, to, to continue to go back. And it's really fun. The fact that I think the, the best thing is the fact that there's so many different characters and they all play really differently. 
it gives you a lot of different <laughs> chances to play differently and to have a lot of different opportunities versus playing like a game where okay i have this gun and i'm shooting like this or i have this gun i'm shooting like this and you have all these different weapons yeah. and healing and everything else i could go on for a long time but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. needless to say i think that it is the greatest game of this year i mean we talked about pokemon go being the most influential but overwatch has been the one that has kind of <laughs> defined 2016 such such a such a post game as well and so so is uncharted 4 we, we talked a lot about uncharted yeah. 4 and yeah and we like actually that. it was um i would say it would be our runner-up to yeah, game of the that year. would probably be our runner-up yeah um just you know the great story what a great job that naughty dog did with the ending yeah. and wrapping everything up nicely yeah. there just how beautiful that game looks in the you know yeah. it proved that photorealistic games can look pretty photorealistic on a on a console in your living yeah. room nowadays. Yeah. And so. Naughty Dog has continued to support the multiplayer portion of mm-hmm. yeah. Uncharted 4. Still putting lots of free updates out there, which so. is cool. Yeah. Um, wow. But yeah, so that wraps up our main uh, segment of our show here today. Um, real briefly, we'll talk a little bit about um, kind of our oppressions overall as 2016. Where do you guys think 2016 kind of ranks? As maybe compared to maybe your favorite years of gaming, maybe the last three or four years. Um, so overall, do you think, guys think this was a great year for video games? Uh, that's kind of a challenging question. Um, I mean, obviously, because you're, you're trying to rank video games. I think I think uh, we made a, a good point earlier that um, there's so many more people making games and making specifically mm-hmm. indie games and stuff like that. So there's a lot of new games coming out, and obviously a lot of those games are going to be good. So... There's been a lot of different kinds of games and a lot of games to play this year, but um, as far as like maybe bigger AAA experiences and stuff like that, I would rank this actually as a lower year than a lot of other years. Um, part of that is personal preference. I really like Nintendo. Nintendo hasn't really done anything this year, yeah. <laughs> um, no. so that's part of it. Also, like a lot of the the AAA games that have come out on either Xbox One or PS4 haven't really interested me as much either either whether it was like first party i really like uncharted 4 but besides that mm. there wasn't a lot and then third party nothing i feel like it was another year with that was a little rpg heavy with you know final fantasy and then the witcher big dlcs that came out there was pretty much all the big 3ds games were like rpg games that came yeah. out this year yeah yeah um the well, 3ds hasn't really had a bad year since this launch year but this was the first year where i didn't really buy any 3ds games until i just got pokemon sun mm-hmm. um so being a big nintendo fan <laughs> I kind of ate up everything they put out, even though it wasn't a lot. Like I, being a huge Star Fox fan, I picked up Star Fox Zero. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a Star Fox Zero sweater right now, guys. Like <laughs> I love Star Fox. It's true, guys. Uh, <laughs> that 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 game was fun. But at the same time, like I kind of beat it, and I just kind of almost said, "All right, like, cool." Like it didn't didn't hook me in any way that Nintendo games usually do, or you know, games like yeah. Overwatch. Or I wasn't really super super you know enthused to beat it like i was with uncharted 4 or anything so yeah i really enjoyed uh pokemon tournament like i said i really like fighting games and then i didn't pick up paper mario yet um i wasn't a huge fan of sticker star and you know i'm more of a platformer guy so it feels kind of weird not to pick up the new mario game but same time you know i'm pretty busy with playing overwatch and a couple other games that it's uh not a super big deal to me but Overall, I think it was a pretty good year. It was great for multiplayer games. You know, played lots of uh, Destiny, Overwatch, and um, you know, playing online fighting games and stuff was a lot of fun. So, overall, I think it was a pretty good year. I don't think it was as good as last year um, or even the year before that, based mostly on the fact that you know 
the Wii U has didn't really have a good year. The 3DS had pretty much nothing other than Pokemon. Yeah, I didn't pick up the new Fire Emblem because I haven't beaten the amazing Fire Emblem game that came out before that for 3DS. <laughs> um, so being being a pretty big Nintendo gamer, I've kind of had to switch over to being a mostly PS4 gamer. I'm actually wearing PlayStation 4 T-shirt right now. For the first time ever, I bought a Sony like merchandise. So, so strange. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really weird. Like the uh, the sixteen year old me would be like furious right now. Not <laughs> <laughs> like like the, the the PlayStation brand back then, but yeah, um, Sony's done a great job putting out lots of content. I was able to pick up you know Psychonauts and a lot of other games on on sale there, so they stay pretty competitive with their online store pricing too, which is great. But yeah, I I I feel like one of the the weirdest things, at least having a PS4, is Sony just hasn't not only Nintendo but Sony hasn't put out a lot of big first party games either. Yeah, they're um, announced, but they're all delayed. They're all announced, <laughs> but they keep getting delayed and like yeah. delayed and delayed. And so I keep waiting because I feel like well, even Mass Effect is supposed to come out. Yeah, this year I feel like pushback. at least in my opinion, since new consoles have come out in 2013, I feel like we still haven't had like a big year that's been like. All right, this was a great year to own a PS4, a great year to own an Xbox One. Or mm-hmm. I feel like there's have. been pockets of goodness. Yeah, you definitely. Know, like, uh, so, like, even specifically this year, I feel like, you know, particularly earlier this year, when we had, like, Uncharted 4 coming out, we had Firewatch, we had, like, a bunch of indie games that came out there. Well, really Overwatch great. and Uncharted 4 came Overwatch, out, like, the same month. Overwatch came I out. I would argue that the... The first half of the year, I actually enjoyed more than yeah. the second half of the year, which sure. is really just, strange. There's just yeah. not really been anything totally. great coming out the second half. I would say, is, you know, we talked about, we mentioned, like, where would you rank this game as far as other ones? In the last three years, I would say we've been really more disappointed in the last three years, just because there hasn't really been a lot of games out there that have been like, this is the one. Well, and and Rob, and you like, could never rank this as a great <laughs> game because there was no well there's Assassin's Creed That's collection right, that came but, out yeah, but there was no, no Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed game so I, had, so I could never you know sad, we got gypped this year man <laughs> we get a movie tomorrow I think yeah tomorrow yeah. so you guys can go watch that and uh, be disappointed <laughs> why does uh, please don't quote Assassin's us on Creed. that we're not telling you that you should go watch the new Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah please don't say I get mad at this we're not gonna promote or dispromote it but, um, you know, as far as years, you know, comparing it to, like, some of our best years, I would say this wasn't a great year. I'd say I'm actually, like, based off of a lot of the games that were supposed to come out this year and got delayed to next year, I'm more excited about those games yeah. than I am. So I, I'm actually, you know, one of, I put on here, are we more excited about 2017 than 2016? I would say absolutely. I think there's yep. so many more games coming out in 2017 that I'm really highly anticipating. There's a Switch. There's a new Mass Effect. Zelda. Oh, my God. We're actually talking Red about... Dead. We're actually going to talk about, um, on our next episode in 2017, we'll talk yeah. about our most anticipated just, games Just for the keep year. this in mind. For the games that we know that are coming out next year, um, if they don't get delayed further... Um, <laughs> which some of them which will. I feel like Red Dead Some will. of them will. But there's Red Dead. There's the new Mass Effect, which looks amazing. There's Zelda, finally, coming out. Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon Zero Dawn. Ukulele. And... Presumably a bunch of Switch launch titles yep. and fall titles. Remember, the Switch got delayed, or not delayed, but it didn't come out this year because, hey, we're pushing it back. We want to make sure we have great games at launch and great games for that whole entire first year, like for that first like launch window and that first fall yeah. season. And that, so, like, does, this, that doesn't include the games that were that we're not as hyped about, but other people are, like Resident Evil, yeah. For Honor, mm-hmm. uh, that 
Tom Clancy I Persona Persona Five. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so, I think next year's going to be such an amazing year. Um, I'm excited to see you know the new 3D Mario, whatever else Nintendo has in store for us for the Switch, and yeah. just give me a new piece of hardware. It's always exciting for me. Oh, so, yeah, Scorpio will I'm probably excited. launch next year. Scorp- yeah, Scorpio's coming out next year with the Switch as well. So just seeing kind of the console landscape change and evolve mm-hmm. and adapt is going to be really exciting. So I'm, I'm definitely more excited for next year um, just for, you know, lots of different reasons. For, you know, there's so many great games announced already. Plus, we'll see see lots more. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, just a quick, quick uh, note here. We will not be broadcasting next week on Tuesday. We will be taking uh, the week off. I believe this is the first time we've ever taken a week off. I think uh, so, yeah. It is we've been pretty consistent. Job, yep, thank you. Um, so week 30, uh, we will not be hosting a show. Um, we're going to take that one off for the holidays. Uh, so week 29. 29. This is episode 28. This is episode 28. So <laughs> episode 29. The next episode will um, not be um, live. We will... Take one week break. We'll be back the following Tuesday in two thousand January third. January third, I believe. Yep, two thousand seventeen. So um, enjoy, enjoy the uh, holidays with your families, and uh, we will, as always, be on Twitter. So you can tweet at us if you miss us, and we can chat with you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, that episode will be fun because we'll be talking uh, more in depth about two thousand seventeen and what games we're looking forward to, and yeah. um, uh, more about this kind of a conversation. So um, as always, though, before we go. We like to leave you guys with um, what we're playing this week. Uh, Nathan, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I moved this weekend, so I haven't had a chance to play a lot. But I have been playing, like I said earlier, uh, picked up Stardew Valley. So I, I've actually been playing that a lot lately. Like I said, really, really enjoying the game. I, I mm. kind of really like the laid-back nature of it. It's, there's nothing super... In, there's not an impending moon that's going to crash down and hit us. <laughs> okay. as, oh, uh, Majora's you guys Mask. Woefully left off Majora's Mask <laughs> from the N64 list. But uh, it's a... <laughs> um, it seems like a total Nathan game. Like yes. a game you can just chill, yeah. have fun. doesn't really matter how involved you are. You yeah, can just exactly. kind of take it at your own pace. Yeah. So really been enjoying that. And then also been playing the Overwatch, Overwatch the holiday Season events. Seasonal update. Um, nice. Got some cool skins, so I'm excited about that. Nice. Hope to get some. What's more your favorite skin so far that, that I've gotten? Um, I really like the uh, what's the reindeer one? Roadhog. The Roadhog reindeer one. <laughs> is hilarious. His, his uh, red belly nose is his belly button. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, he has a candy cane hook. So very cool. Um, for me, I finally picked up Donkey Kong Country Three for the Super Nintendo. Um, very excited about it. Um, I've I've dehyped myself so I wouldn't get sad if it's not as good Donkey Kong Country 2, which is impossible to live mm-hmm. up to because that's like my favorite game ever. Um, but I've, I've been having a pretty good time with it. Um, I'm still baffled to this day why they introduced a new Kong called Kitty Kong. He basically is like a baby version of DK. Hmm. Um, like literally, like, he'll die and he'll start crying like a baby. And go, Wah! I'm like, <laughs> what? Why? Um, but Dixie's in there, which is great. They added a new animal friend who's an elephant who is adorable. Oh. My wife loved it. She's like, oh my god, he's so cute. Keep playing. I'm like, alright. Um, but he's really cool. He can like suck up water and shoot it. He can suction cup like barrels and throw them at things. Nice. Um, so that was pretty cool. How um, far are you? I just got to the third world. Third world. Okay. Nice. So I'm kind of taking my time trying to get the collectibles. One of the levels actually had you speed run. Like it said, oh, like can you beat the level like a minute 30? You'll get like a reward if you do. Um, so that's kind of cool. It's first time I've really seen speed running kind of built into a game. Oh, I mean, tries to take old. you. 
Uh, I got my second try. <laughs> second try, wow. Yes. There we go. And disclaimer, the first try, the main reason I didn't get it is because I went for all the collectibles. I'm like, ooh, I, I saw a bonus barrel out there. I must go get it. So technically you beat it on your first try. On my first real beat. attempt, sure. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't super hard, but then again, right. I played a lot of Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. So yeah. they've been out done with that. Take my time with it. Um, I'll probably beat it in the next month or so. Um, mm. Don't want to go through it too quickly. Um, and then I've also been playing Super Mario Run. Hello. Mario is on my iPhone in my pocket. I can play it wherever I want. Except for not really because you need to be connected to the internet whenever you play it. But, uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's kind of funny because Nintendo's whole marketing thing was like, yeah, putting our brands on smartphone will people, will make people want to go pick up a 3DS and play, play the full versions on 3DS and on Wii U and stuff and buy our other systems and software. And for me, like, Pokemon Sun totally has gotten neglected for the last five days <laughs> since Mario Run come out, or came out. I'm like, I don't want to play Pokemon. I'll play, play the new Mario game. Collect all the coins. So. But to be fair, any Mario game would do that probably. So. It is true. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> I, I, I am biased towards Mario. And I'm, I don't think I'm also necessarily the target audience of Super Mario Run. I, I don't think and so. If anyone knows I'm going to buy, they're going from the more casual gamers to the people who grew up in the 80s. who Are people just who know Mario and want a yeah. fun game on their phone. So. But having fun, I'm glad they added leaderboards to it. Um, so, like, my friends who have the free version, I've kept replaying the first three levels over and over, how, like, they beat, like, my high score of, like, coins, and so, I know, so I'm like, hey, like, what? And so, like, I went back and beat it, and then, like, the next time I saw, like, two of my friends, they're like, hey, you went back and beat the score after I beat yours, and I'm gonna get you, and then, like, they text me later, and they're like, I beat it, and so, you have kind of been going back and forth, you know, trying to, nice. trying to get better runs, which adds a lot of, uh, legs to the game, and... I'm almost done collecting all the all the coins. I have wow, like are you really? Three levels left of black coins. Yeah, wow. all the all the coins really add a whole another layer of depth and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like if you just go through it, trying to just beat the levels, like it's pretty easy yeah. and you can get Me- mechanically pretty, pretty quickly. But all the different jumps and stuff like that. Yeah, that's what's add a whole another layer of depth. Me- going mecha- the mechanically, it adds a lot of new yeah. moves to Mario's yeah. arsenal, like grabbing the ledges, rolling, doing the like special jumps and all that, like. The it's grab really, the ledges really cool. is like every time I like grab the ledge, I like tap to jump again, <laughs> and then like he jumps. I'm like, yeah. no, I wanted you to walk over so I get the coin on the other side. And did a great job of making a one button game uh, be able to do so many different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've been having a lot, of, a lot of fun with it. Definitely check it out. It's you know free to download for the first couple of levels if you have an iOS device. Um, Android, hopefully, it comes out in the next month yeah. or two. And then it's yeah. $9.99. I haven't unlocked it. $9.99 for the full unlock. To me, it was worth it. I, I hear some people are. A little disappointed for me. I think if you really get into the Toad Rally and understanding that mode, it can be pretty competitive and addicting. And then uh, collecting all the coins and beating friends' high scores is a blast, and um, that adds another competitive edge to the game that mm-hmm. kind of makes it a lot more fun for me. Yep. But yeah, having a lot of fun. Um, I, I don't see myself stopping playing it anytime soon. Awesome. Even, even my wife loves it. She doesn't play games on iPhone. She she's on her phone, she's shopping, or she's doing social media, and this game has been more fun to her than doing those two things. It's impressive. Yeah, so that's, that, impressive. that's pretty that impressive that Nintendo has done that, so um, I, I think it's great. Rob? Alright, so I played a little bit of The Last of Us this week, uh, The Last of Us Remastered, played, um, <laughs> played, uh, I only it's played for about Mario ten minutes, kind of got into a self section where I burn through all my ammo pretty quickly and so I'm struggling <laughs> a little bit. So I gotta I gotta come up with a new strategy. I'll beat it. I, I'm hoping um there's about a week here where I'm at home all by myself, so I'll probably beat <laughs> the last of us in that Nothing week. To do, but play video games. So there you go. hopefully this next 
episode we do, I will have beat Last of Us. But I also played a little bit of Fallout 3 again, because obviously I always oh, play Fallout nice. 3. Oh, nice. Coming back into the circle. We we got I got to play Fallout 3 all the time and got to keep going. And yep. I still have my goal of being it before 2018. And right now, <laughs> so far, it's looking pretty good. All right. Um, How's about a year left? 300 and, like, what, 76 or 78 days left. So we're good. We'll get it. Um, obviously, if you were watching our YouTube channel earlier and saw on our Twitter, I was playing Super Mario Maker um, and was failing incredibly. But did you have fun? Ethically. It was a lot of fun. I Good. actually really enjoyed some of the levels I got to play. Um, and it was definitely very... I mean, I am definitely rusty on my Mario. And also, it, it probably doesn't help that I was playing on the, the Wii U gamepad, <laughs> which is... Sort of oh, you like, were playing on the gamepad? So it's, it's sort of like having your computer in your hand and trying to play. It, it is it, a little bulky. It's a little bulky, so um, maybe I would have done a little better if I had a controller, but I'm a, I don't know if to I'm your necessary. Defense, you improved like, greatly in the one hour and 30 minutes yeah, of your stream. Yeah, I was doing a lot better at the end. You got the hang of it. And I am sure some of our viewers who are watching it were very entertained watching <laughs> me die repeatedly. So, um... If you want to be entertained, go check out that. Uh, yeah, it's up yeah. on our YouTube page. It's up on our YouTube page. Uh, and also, last I got to play, uh, my brother actually pre-ordered uh, Yokolele. Mm-hmm. And so I was at their house yesterday, and he called me into the bed, into his room and said, Hey, check this out. Set me down in front of his computer, handed me a controller and headphones, and said, Here's the Yokolele toy box. Have fun. <laughs> so I got, to play, so I got to play the toy box for Yokolele. Oh my goodness! If I was not hyped for this game before this, I am even more hyped for uh, this game. It's so good to hear. That's encouraging. Um, I played it. The controls feel so smooth, and I mean, my brother has a really high end, super duper yeah. PC master race type computer, <laughs> and so it runs so in the family. It runs in the family, <laughs> um, and it was a gorgeous. And so his computer runs it really fast and well, and so it was really smooth. It was really the controls felt, you know, like. You play it on the 64, you know, Banjo and Kazooie or those type of games, and it feels, you know, you kind of have to adjust for the uh, limitations mm-hmm. of the graphics. You have to read the, the limitation four of, times because the awkward camera angle and controls. Yeah, awkward camera angles and the, the limitations of your own controller and all that great stuff, and it didn't feel like that. You didn't, you couldn't really control the camera, which wasn't necessarily a bad thing, but it felt so smooth. It was just, awesome. it ran well, the gameplay was fun. You told me it was funny, right, too? Like just yeah, some of the, the characters, they only have, like, one character that you can interact with in the whole game, uh, in the toy box version, and it's this, like, computer thing that basically, like, one of the dialogues he said was, like, I'm going to terminate all human life or all sentient <laughs> life, and you're just, like, so classic. <laughs> and, like, he says it really subtly and very quickly, and obviously it's text-based, so subtle yeah. and sort of lost on it, but, you know, you kind of see it and you're like, wait, a second. wait what? <laughs> And, uh, and I mean, just little in jokes and stuff like that, and it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. I got to see some of the level design stuff they have there, and some of the graphics and just gameplay. Get a, feel for the game. get a feel for the game. Build up a little hype. Good. It feels great. Yeah, and, I, and I, I'm I basically at this point, I'm going to pre-order it now simply because awesome. I got a chance to play it. And you never pre-order. I don't games. pre-order. That's really games. impressive. I never, like, never ever. Games. Yeah, it's and they announced it's April 11th, forty dollars. And if you pre-order on any of the you know Xbox One, PS4, or PC, you do get that toy box. And it's not really like a full demo; like it's not really a demo experience. Mm-hmm. It's more of just, hey, we made like a little tiny hub world that just has a few little things to basically 
it was made for the Kickstarter backers that, hey, you know, you back the game, you can check it out, and, you know, just mess around a little bit so you can kind of understand how the game works. But it's yeah. not even really even a tutorial. It's really just, there's hey, collectibles. just go and explore and, for a little there's bit. There's collectibles you can do. You can do a little bit of combat. It's super fun. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. I, I'm so tempted to switch my Wii U backer version, which got canceled, to the PS4 version, even though I want to hold out for the Switch one just so I can play this demo. <laughs> this sounds amazing, and I, I'm so excited to get my hands on this game. Yeah. So. have to wait till January 12th and yeah. see if you should Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good to hear, Rob. I, I'm really excited for that game. I think we all are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps up our first ever Hey Listen Gaming Awards show. So uh, Sweet. congratulations to Overwatch and everyone at the Blizzard team. We know you guys are listening. Uh, <laughs> thank you for, for doing a great job on that we game. We expect and... free content in the next week or two. <laughs> exactly. And uh, just just all, all, the, all the great game developers and uh, games out there. And, you know, it's awesome that we live in a... In a year and an age where so many people can make all these different forms of interactive entertainment for us mm-hmm. to enjoy. So um, we hope you guys have a great Christmas, great holiday season. Hopefully you get some days off of work and school and are able to celebrate and uh, kick back with some good video games. Um, and do you guys have any uh, closing closing thoughts as we uh, send off our viewers out of 2016 here? Uh, enjoy. Hopefully you have some kind of holiday break. Enjoy the holidays. Go have fun. Play some video games and <laughs> so yeah. what I just said. Oh. And here's <laughs> sometimes worry, I get worry, lost in my my own little. <laughs> and here's hoping you get some new games for Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, shoot us a <laughs> shout out, and say this is the game I got for Christmas. We'll pro- we'll be sure to maybe in our next episode say what games we yeah, picked up for, for sure. Christmas. So. Um, I'm hoping for NBA 2K17 or Madden. <laughs> I put both those on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, we will see you guys next year, 2017. It's going to be a great year for video games. It so was make great su- already. Make sure you uh, prepare prepare your hype levels uh, as we go into the new year. We will see you guys then. See ya. See ya. Thank you.